Hello, good morning, good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Professionally Speaking. My name is Rohan Ali Muhammad, your host and career exploration guide. With me today, I have a very important person that has helped me a lot. My teacher, an English teacher actually, who's currently living in Colombia, South America, who has taught me English for my first year in primary school. With me today, I have Mr. Sami, yeah, who was a teacher in Nairobi, Kenya, but moved away. Mr. Sami, good evening. How are you? Yeah. Um, well, I'd say good evening to you. Um, it's good morning on my end. <laughs> How are you, um, Rehan? Nice to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. So, Mr. Sami, thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. So, I want to sort of dive in, you know, already start. So how you know how's how's it teaching you know how's it being a teacher well um well being a teacher is is pretty much an, an interesting career actually i find it i find it interesting because it's one of those things that i wouldn't really say i found myself into but yeah it was pretty much something like that just like probably most of you or most young guys today i had a i had parents who were totally focused in leading me into different career paths. I, I think at some point I explored a medicine. Uh, at some point I explored law. At some point I thought about journalism. And then, well, somehow the world just conspired and I found myself doing a course in um, education arts in English and literature. And that's how I found myself teaching. But then the thing is, as soon as I started doing it, then I kind of discovered probably it's actually the best thing for me because I have enjoyed it all along. You know, all the opportunity to meet different, you know, students with different personalities, um, individual differences and the ability to just be able to teach them, influence them and um, shape uh, yeah, shape the future is just something that has been exciting for me. So I enjoy this experience and I have seen massive growth as a teacher. Sometimes I sit back and reflect and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I would have made a better doctor or I would have made a better lawyer. This is just for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to go basically into your education. What did you study? You know, how did it all get there? Is it like, right now as a student you know you can be my teacher and then you know can i say like oh you know mr sammy taught me can i just go you know just go and teach other people yeah <laughs> all right that's a, that's an interesting question yeah just like i said i think i i grew up in an era where most of us did n not think about being teachers i i remember ever being in class and well, I can't remember any single time where I was in class with my um, with my um, classmates in in high school, and any anybody came and asked us how many here want to be teachers, and anyone raised their hand. That never happened. Uh, we we had people coming to talk to us about careers, and all we had were like um, engineers, we had medics, we had um, pilots, and really teaching was not that one thing that anyone pretty much I'm um, thought about. I mean, we were horrible students, so you uh, causing trouble to teachers. <laughs> so you wouldn't imagine being the teacher who's, you know, having to deal with all that stuff from students. But for me, after high school, 
I, well, in high school, I, I was actually an A student, so I managed to get an A minus in my KCC, um, which is pretty much a grade that would have allowed me to do it pretty much lots of courses. I could have done um, law, for example, I qualified for it, merited for it. I, I could have done um, nursing because I kind of harbored that ambition to be a medic in, in a way. But yeah, for some reason, when it came to subject selections, I was like, yeah, my top performing subjects were languages. That was English and Kiswahili. And I was like, yeah, this is something that I want to do something about. And um, most importantly, I was kind of very interested in drama and theater arts. And so when I was looking at my options of what I could study, I was thinking about what is it that would allow me to kind of take that line, you know? And it was that very sneaky line because it's something that my um, parents then <laughs> did not really understand what opportunities um, were in the field. So in my process of research, I kind of noticed, okay, so there's this course um, that is education arts in English and literature. And then when I look at the units being offered, rather the courses being offered, um, there were some um, there's some units in theater and drama that are like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be very sneaky about it, but that's what I'm going to do. So I chose that. And that is how I ended up at University of Nairobi, um, studying Bachelor of Education Arts in English and Literature. Somewhere behind um, the scenes, I was really looking forward to the drama and theater courses. And that was my journey. Um, I ended up majoring in literature. And then usually somewhere in between the course here in third, third year, you are required to do your teaching practice. That It's, it's pretty much like internship here. So for me, that was a time I thought about looking for an international school. And it was a really huge gamble for me because I didn't know so much about international schools then. It's just something that I had about when I went to high school, you know, to, sorry, to uni. I'm like, oh, so there are schools like these that exist somewhere in Kenya. I'm like, okay, then if that's, that's the case, that's where I want to teach, you know? And... I looked around, looked for, you know, um, several schools. I, I didn't get accepted in a lot of them. And then somehow um, things just came together at Nairobi Jeffrey Academy. And they took me for teaching practice. And to me, that was really a start of my um, teaching, well, I would say teaching career in international schools. And yeah, see where it got me. Interesting. I mean, you know, many people... I think many people in my generation, when we have career talks and all, we're asked who wants to become a teacher. Everyone's just like, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I, I think I, and that was the same. I think for most done. teachers, you know, when they were also students, that they didn't think of being a teacher as a career path. You yeah, know? totally. And I understand why students. How long did it take for you, you know, to do sort of your university? And you're, you were saying about where you are at Nairobi Joffrey Academy. How long did that take you? Well, so um, it took me four years at the university. Um, the education course is, well, for four years for all um, subject areas. So basically I was training to be a secondary teacher of English and literature. Uh, that's a four years course. 
And then in third year, um, we had this time that is called like long holidays. It's um, pretty much what you'd consider like a summer because it, 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 though it strikes, it strikes us from around, uh, what, what time was it? I think May, June, yeah, May, June, July that just around that time that's when um university students were being released for um teaching practice and that is in their third year of of uni and um usually it was that way because following the you know previous um local curriculum the 844 that was around second term of um of the school of the school academic calendar so that's when you used to be released to go for a teaching practice so actually what happened for me is when my group was released for teaching practice i did not go for teaching practice then because i already had set my mind for an international school and what happens in, um, in most of the international schools is like around that time i think it's uh, probably year third third term it's actually third term and so most of the schools only have may and june and then july they have to break for um, summer holidays but then it's compulsory for us to cover three months of internship so it was very difficult for me to get a, an opportunity at that time because it, it would mean i only have two months may and june you know and then july would um, probably be half a month or it would not be complete so basically i didn't meet the requirements um for international schools then and also it's an academic it, it's an examination time in most of the international schools so kind of i wouldn't get enough contact time to teach so i did not go for my teaching practice then i decided to kind of take a risk then which was um again against my parents wishes <laughs> because yeah it's it's at that point yeah, you know they're like hey come on you know you're supposed to be completing your degree or are you missing stuff yeah but yeah i just took a risk and went and kind of just looked for a job actually at that time in a tuition center and it kind of made me very conversant with now teaching the international curriculum what exactly is cambridge what is ib i didn't know about those stuff i was just kind of hearing about them and then in january of the following year when i was in fourth year now that's when i did my teaching practice so it was pretty much a gamble for me but then i did i did my teaching practice in fourth year at nairobi jeffrey academy yeah, and once I finished, went and finished my semesters and I was able to graduate in 2015, December. So basically, it was a four years course from 2011 to 2015. Interesting. I mean, yeah, it was uh, sort of a gamble that you had to take, but I mean, it looks like it worked out for you. Yeah, it was an ab absolute gamble, but it was um, totally worth it because I felt like I was making some calculated risks. And yeah, I'm glad that's totally worked out. I mean, it's, it's one of the things I always tell, you know, everyone who asks about my career journey, I always make sure I mention that part of my story. So why did you become a teacher? I mean, you know, out of all the other sort of careers, I mean, you're mentioning before you could become you know, a doctor or a lawyer or a journalist. Why a teacher? Okay, yeah, that's that's interesting because, well, at first, like I said, I actually never thought about being never thought about being a teacher, but 
when I actually thought about being a teacher later on, I was thinking about something that I'm really, really interested in. Now, all these other things about being a doctor, being a lawyer, um, being an engineer, there were things that I, I kind of realized after high school or things that were just being driven into me. You know, it's, it's, it's not something that I was inspired to do. I was just being programmed for, you know, those things. I mean, being in school, having, um, listening to career talks, everything that I could hear was, yeah, you should become an engineer because engineers, blah, blah, blah. They make a lot of money. You are guaranteed to get a job as soon as you graduate, all that. Yeah, you should become a doctor because doctors, there's, there's a lot of opportunities for doctors. As soon as you graduate, you get jobs. You know, you're on demand and things like that. Yeah, For lawyer, for low it was pretty much the same thing you know and but of course you know there are also those things where i'd be told like yeah law is very crowded so you really really have to be good in it and all all those kind of stuff yeah education never occurred to me so really what happened is when i finished high school and got got an a minor as i mentioned that earlier um i remember applying for uh, um, a nursing course at Moy university and I was I was taken, but then my parents were like, no, but the, f- the fee would be quite high. So I was very disappointed then because like, this is actually an idea that you guys pushed into me. I've, I've, I never really said I wanted to be a doctor. I never said I wanted to be a medic in any way or, or practice, but somehow, you know, you, you have put me in that position, but now that I've gotten um, an admission letter, you're telling me you can't afford paying for it. And it was kind of very tricky, you know. So I got I got very disappointed. But then it's in that disappointment that I kind of figured out, anyway, you know, all this stuff that I've actually been doing, I've not been doing it for me. You know, I've been asked about, it, it's something that I've been talked into over time. It's like, if, if I'm meant to do something, what would I do? And like I mentioned earlier, I was really thinking about theater, um, theater studies and and drama and film that had always been my interest you know in in high school I was in drama club I was one of the very active members and I remember every single year in high school I used to quit drama club because I would be told now it's it's distracting you from your academics you are failing because of that so I would quit but then somehow I would just find myself back there, you know. Once things start taking shape and I see, oh, there's a play that is coming up, I would just find myself there. So that was my area of, really, my area of interest. So I thought about that and I was like, yeah, so I would, I would think about doing something in drama and theater. But then around that time, we didn't have any courses in the universities that yeah, kind of dealt with, you know, drama and theater. They didn't exist then. Right now, at least they exist, you know, and you have like Kenyatta University, which has this whole wing right now of um, drama and theater and film production, which is lovely, yeah? But then such opportunities were not there. It would mean that I actually had to go maybe to um, schools like Kenya Institute of Mass Communication, which was, yeah, yeah, a, a, a mass media, I think, or communication college then. And looking at, well, there are several colleges like those, yeah? And looking at the entry requirements, they were pretty low. So it was kind of very difficult for me to start convincing my parents that with an A-minus, I would be applying for a course where 
the, you know, entry level, you know, C or, you know, something like that. It was kind of very complicated. But ironically, that was the same thing for education. So I went to revise my um, course selections and where I had put like medicine, um, law and engineering as my first choices. And I kind of secretly changed that to education after I found out that if I do education in English language and literature, I would have drama and theater. So the whole idea was for me to um, do something that allows me to do drama and theater. And so I was like, if I end up becoming a teacher, then I would want to teach drama and theater. But um, before I could teach drama and theater, I had to do an education course in English language and literature and major in literature. It's after majoring in literature that I would have those units to do with theater and drama. And so that is pretty much how I kind of found myself diving into this, you know, teaching profession. But it was until I started doing it that I actually discovered that this is um, pretty much something that was meant for me. And I have experienced massive growth in it. And I have had the opportunity of, as well of working with um, students in drama and theater. So I do feel that even if I did not eventually end up being a teacher of drama and theater, I actually have qualifications that would allow me to do that. But I have opportunities to work with students in drama and theater. And that means to me, it's been a really great win-win because I get English and literature, which was always my strength and an opportunity to work with students in drama and theater in school productions. Wow. I mean, it's, you know, a whole sort of story, you know, that we've all given us. I mean, it's quite yeah, interesting. It's massive. You know? <laughs> and I speak quite a lot. So in case I, in, in case I'm speaking a lot, you know, just feel free to cut me shot. Yeah, <laughs> Are you the boss? <laughs> so, are you happy with being a teacher? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would not, I, I don't think I would have done anything else better. The thing with getting into teaching at first, it's, it's just like one of those, one of those things, you know, where you don't know so much just yet. It's something that you're just diving into. You know, I've grown up seeing um, teachers. My mother was actually a teacher. You know, and she was, she was, she was teaching in, um, well, different, different schools. The last school that my mother taught and, re and until she retired was a uh, school for the, um, school for the deaf. Yeah. And so I did see my mother really challenge herself to learn sign language. And I found that quite kind of very interesting how someone, a teacher would actually move from, you know, one school to another school that is totally different and have to learn new things and adjust. And those new things are actually kind of very difficult. For example, um, my mother had to learn sign language and she became really, really good. And I saw her kind of growing in her, in her career. And to me, I don't know how much that inspired me, to be honest. I don't know how much that inspired me because I didn't get any ideas about becoming a teacher from my parents or rather they didn't talk to me about the opportunities of being a teacher. So it was until later on that I found out those opportunities and I naively entered into the teaching profession with the intention of, you know, yeah, drama and theater, <laughs> having access to that. 
but while in the profession a lot of things actually happened to me yeah, i found i found myself moving from from a cambridge program at nairobi jeffrey academy um who also sorry i i think this is very important for me to mention actually i mentioned earlier that i did my internship at nairobi jeffrey academy and something that happened that made made me actually realize that i could actually make a really good teacher is that after that internship i was told you know you you've done a wonderful job you we would really really love to keep you but then i needed to go back to college and complete my courses yeah so they told me yeah so in future once you are done with your uni if you see an opportunity here and you'd like to consider applying then feel free to you know to apply and so when i finished and graduated i applied when there was an opportunity and found myself at nairobi jeffrey again now as a teacher employed and being paid you know so the thing is i think that internship experience really taught me something really important you know this this is something that i kind of found myself in but it seems like i'm good at it i had a really easy time with students at nairobi jeffrey and it appeared like my seniors then appreciated what i was doing with my students and they were happy to keep me so they later on you know employed me and then from nairobi jeffrey i went to um aga khan academy nairobi and from aga khan academy nairobi moved to ghana to um school called association international school and then from ghana now moved to um colombia at colegio gran bretaña and the thing is i discovered that really being being a teacher is not just about you know stepping in that class and and just teaching it it's it's a matter of you know shaping lives and we have lots of responsibility towards that in the 21st century despite the fact that yeah there are lots of changes that have happened to learning that have necessitated that we as teachers also adjust what teaching looks like and really focus on skills that are relevant for the future um but i also discovered there lots of other opportunities to being a teacher like at at the moment as as we uh, as we speak i i am now an um international visitor with the national england association of um of um schools and colleges um that basically means i am responsible for um moving um around um some schools and just checking their standards and practices and offering advice and recommendations as well and learning from you know learning from experience wonderful experiences that other schools are doing out there i ended up being a personal project coordinator in ghana i ended up being an extended essay coordinator here in colombia and now i'm just moving into a new role as the head of english department and the thing is i realized that there are lots and lots of massive you know opportunities to being a teacher oh yeah I'm, i also work as an examiner for the um international baccalaureate and there are lots of other opportunities that teachers basically move in from regular class to different other you know opportunities that you still could do while still being a you know classroom teacher and so there is massive growth in the field something that you don't exactly see until you're actually there and then you discover oh there are opportunities here
Congrats on, uh, I think, being promoted for head of English. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was a whole sort of interesting one. You know, we learned a lot, I think, just from that one question. Mm-hmm. But I want to move on to something that many people consider when, you know, looking for a career is yeah. pay, you know. Many people consider it, you know. That's why I feel a lot of people are into, you know, medicine, you know, engineering because mm-hmm. there's good money in the career. Yeah. So on average, as a teacher, what's the pay like? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's um that's that's a tricky question you know it's uh, one of those things i know um in 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 kenya when when things like those happen if somebody asks you you know you say something like hey mazid ni god ni god you know it's good well i would say i would say it varies it it varies quite quite a lot yeah if you think about If you think about being a teacher for example um if you are a teacher in Kenya trained for trained trained as a teacher and get, then you get your teaching certificate that is um the TSC certificate and you are practicing in Kenya um teaching in the say local curriculums eight well it's moved from 844 to CBC right now yeah to so if you're a CBC teacher then it varies you know depending on your job group so we actually have like um teachers who've been trained for ECD and then we have um teachers for uh like primary primary school now and now junior secondary and um senior secondary so depending on where you are the salary range varies depending on your job group so those who come in from you know from colleges and not from the university from the colleges um like they're called p1 teachers um their their pay grade might be um slightly slightly lower because they come into a lower job group as compared to those who are graduating from the universities it's always really a challenge because there's so many people who um do education you know they like lots of people graduate with an education degree so getting employed as a teacher for those in in the local curriculum always requires you to wait for quite some time you know you'd actually look for example this year you might actually find that when tsc would be recruiting teachers probably they're giving priority to teachers who graduated maybe like around in 2022 they might be like right now in 2017 2018 you know so those are the teachers being given priority at the moment yet we have people who've graduated in 2018 2019 2020 2021 you know 2022 you know so it requires you to wait for a very long time before well, you you get a job and in terms of um the payment i, I don't know to be honest i i don't know how confidently i can speak about that because i'm not quite sure about what teachers are at that level because i've never worked in that capacity the wonderful thing about it is teachers who like working in the well most of the teachers who are happy to take those jobs are um guaranteed permanent and pensionable salaries so basically they'll earn for the rest of their lives until they retire and that's the difference with those who go for the private sector because if you um choose that route and if you 
big international school like us. You have to prioritize things like saving and investment for the future because um, we don't have we don't have pensions. <laughs> but private sector would um, most of the private sectors schools and international schools for that matter would be slightly higher than what teachers um, in the local curriculum get. In fact, slightly is an understatement. Some of them could be a lot more. It could be like around four times more. It could be it could be that much depending again on the size of the international school that you've gone to. Then if you're to make a move out of the country, it's even better because um, it comes with it, it comes with a bigger salary and lots of other perks and benefits, you know, which you don't get as a local teacher. So most of the time, well, from my experience in international schools in Kenya, I would actually be there and see expatriates who are working with us, the foreigners who are working with us, being paid really, really well, you know. So... I said, yeah, I would like to be an expert as well because I'd like to experience that. So, and it comes with lots of benefits. You get schools where you have, you know, your housing is paid for. Um, you have a tax-free income. You have transport being provided. You have international medical insurance. You have um, free tuition for your kids. So lots of those things. And you, you can see they kind of cut down on your expenses. So they they also help you save a lot especially um, considering that you're also having a very good salary i think i might be having to change my career path oh yeah you should consider it <laughs> i mean some time back i wouldn't tell anybody to think about being a teacher but right now i see the benefits of being a teacher and like i also said um, if you are keen on growing and developing then you also find other earning opportunities from just being a teacher. So like right now I am a teacher who's earning a salary, but I have like other three different opportunities that provide me some extra income. So I want to move a bit into sort of the future, you know. Mm -hmm. AI has grown a lot over the past couple of years. What mm -hmm. do you think of it? Come again, please. So AI has grown a lot over the past couple of years, you know, things like that, GPT, all those yeah, kinds of things. Yeah. What do you think of it? Well, um, that's, that's an interesting question. I am very, I am very, tech, I, I consider myself as one of the tech savvy teachers, really. <laughs> and for me, technology is, is here to stay. Technology is here to transform lots of things. Um, I think there's lots of narratives that come around anytime there's a shift you know, people become unsettled and uncomfortable, and it's been the same thing for AI. And yeah, yeah, it's it's here to you know replace teachers. Teachers will no longer be relevant. All right, sorry, just give me a second. I have I have my little daughter here. Okay, can you go and stay with Brain, please? Go stay with Brain. I'm okay. Sorry, Rehan. Just give me a second. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Please. Okay. So, you know, would you fear, I mean, you mentioned about AI could take over your job. Do you fear that? Well, um, it may, it may not, but I'm not, I'm not really afraid, <laughs> you know. 
at that particular point where I think that um, what happens has to happen in line with um, technology, you know. Um, if the world is um, reaching that point or it's going towards that point where pretty much all innovation, all decisions, all work processes would be technologically driven, then AI is a very important is, is a very important thing. <clears throat> From where I sit when I think about it, it's it's more or less um, calling for the need for you know teachers to readjust and reinvent um, the teaching processes and the curriculum so that um, we're not necessarily focused on you know content as education has been traditionally rather what skills students actually acquire and how those skills are going to be relevant for the future um, if soft skills is what the world is going to need in the next five or ten years and, and the future, then that's what education is supposed to focus on right now. Empowering learners to um, to develop their soft skills, to develop their collaboration, their innovation and things, you know, and things like that. And any curriculum to me that promotes rather enhances that, then I, I would say it's it's an opportunity for teachers to improve and up their game as well and as as ai comes in and it and it looks like it's a solution giver right now to so many things there's still lots and lots of things you know that ai still can't do and there's still lots of opportunities for teachers as well to grow their practice through the use of the same you know ais i i use ais right now to plan to plan for some of my classes i use AIs to um, just kind of organize what I want to write as student rep reports. And it, it makes things easier as well for, you know, for me as a teacher. And I still see massive opportunity as to, how, as to how AI can be used to enrich learning. So to me, it's more or less like, yeah, AI is here. It's not saying that, yeah, now that I'm here, teachers have no work at all. So um, now that I'm here, I can make things a lot easier for everyone, including new teachers. And so it's a matter of um, seeing how we could work together with technology to improve um, what needs to be learned for the future. After all, technology is as good as the knowledge that we feed into it. And so teachers are still going to be relevant. And... Um, and AI is, of course, definitely going to develop. And as it keeps developing, there'll always be new sets of challenges and other things that will need to be fed into it. And education would still continue being um, relevant, I say, in, in years to come until it is no longer relevant. <laughs> so I want to ask you about sort of the education career. Is it like competitive? Like, you know, someone is you know maybe deciding what they're going to do in uni you know and they think of education do you think the career is competitive do you think it's hard to get into it well the thing about education is i, I would say it's totally it totally depends really on on one's 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 um, passion and abilities i that, that's one of the things that i would say about education I, it's not just easy if you're just waking up and saying yeah i just want to be a teacher 
I want to step into plus because it comes with, you know, a whole set of challenges, you know, the things that someone needs to learn and understand. You know, for example, we need to kind of understand about safeguarding and, and you know, and child protection, which is something that is very, very crucial. And, for example, those those might not be things that are strongly emphasized. Well, I can't remember for my case that being strongly emphasized in my teacher training, but those are things that I learned about later on and how important they, they were, you know. There's the whole idea of behavior management. And if you're coming from a system where where you know like the oldies like we guys where um corporal punishment was the order of the day that is how behavior was being uh managed you know behavior and performance you know like you get a question wrong and then you get slapped You're like okay so how was that slap gonna help me get that sum right <laughs> you know so there's there's a lot really to learn in terms of practicing in education and it calls for lots of um, open-mindedness, especially if you have to implement education successfully in the 21st century. So is it competitive? Yes, it is competitive. What makes it competitive? It is the different things that one needs to learn and the mind shift that needs to occur to a teacher if they have to be very competitive as 21st century teachers. And so just like other careers, I would say it is um, quite competitive, but is there opportunity? Yes, there is opportunity, massive, massive opportunity for growth. It only depends on how one exerts themselves, how much um, one is ready to learn, acquire, and how much change they're actually ready to to imbibe in their mindset so that they could actually be better teachers. So maybe, you know, in the next 20 years, would we still see Mr. Sami still teaching language and literature? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. So currently I am um, I'm pursuing my master's degree, uh, the University of um, um, John Moore's University in Liverpool. And the thing is, I I'm always I'm always thinking growth. I'm always thinking about um leadership. So um, where I am thinking about in terms of my career projection is to immerse myself more into leadership, uh, into educational leadership, and into areas where I am able to influence um policy making and shape education in the best way possible. I'm thinking about my country as well a lot because, well, that's 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 my motherland. And if there's any way I could um, help to shape the education future of my country, that's something that I would really want to do because there's lots of talent in my country. And um, at the moment, I am not I'm not a happy person with the implementation of the CBC. There's lots of improvement. I really appreciate CBC for what it is, but feel like better advice and better policy making could actually have been considered to to make Kenya have a seamless transition into this wonderful program. So where I see myself in the next um, 
20s, as you asked, is probably being in uh, positions where I'm able to influence policy, probably not in class anymore. I'm probably thinking about ministerial positions or in um, in education or probably just working with international um, education education related organization just basically to help in policy making and shaping <clears throat> and and providing advice in terms of improving um, access and and access to you know quality education so the final question for today's podcast is mm-hmm. what's one piece of advice you'd give someone thinking about becoming a teacher well i would say if anyone is thinking about being a teacher i would say go for it i would say um if you are thinking it then it means you can be it and you can be cool while at it um gone are the days when I, I think gone are the days when teachers would be considered you know the most uncool people you know or uncultured people it's um gone are the days where um teachers job was just to come to class teach and go home or rather teach and whoop students then go home you know it's it's changed into um being persons who have the ability to transform lives you know to kind of create bigger impacts um that live in the lives of students who end up being innovators in the future and so i would say if anyone is thinking about being a teacher go for it um don't think about don't think about the incentive because the incentive comes really but it comes with how good you are at what you do and if you immerse yourself and you're ready to learn and you are ready to accept that this is an ever changing field perhaps the fastest ever changing field next to technology is education then you will be very very much um ready to learn you'll be very open minded to embracing these changes and you will find yourself being an excellent and lovable teacher who's who's very impactful to to the learners so if anyone is considering it then i'd say go for it but you'd have to be very open minded and ready to embrace the changes that come with it all right thank you mr sami for that all right thank you very much for coming on taking some time out of your day and all right that's morning so have a lovely day all right And thank, thank you, you very, very much for coming on for the viewers. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you're able to pick something from that from that from us. That is all. Please drop us please subscribe to our channel and follow us on all our social media pages. From Mr. Sami and I, we're out. Thank you. All right. Thank you.